0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Stop what you're doing. Hit that subscribe button. It costs $0 to support your girl. You know, you're at the best place uh, to get the best mix between cannabis and creatives. And today I have a superstar on the show. <laughs> she pulled off on me wrapped in rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Miss Deja Morgan over there. What's up? <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I'm excited to be here. It's crazy because I met you twerking on stage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to DJ Direct and Blueprint Sound. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, that was a fun party. That was a lot of fun. Mm. All right, Deja. So we got porn star. Dancer, yeah, artist, mm-hmm. content creator, mm-hmm. and your newest title, DJ Octabooty. Yes, ma'am. I'm just looking at your fugly slut shirt because I love Mean Girls.
1: Yes. did you make that? No, Alex Strangler. Shout out. They make really dope <laughs> little t-shirts like this. You, I have a. Um, why would
0: she call herself a fugly slut? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. When you were younger, I'm guessing that you started dancing early because you were doing hip-hop, belly dancing, African tribal, salsa. Like, Where did your dancing start? So,
1: regular dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I fell in love with Shakira, and I was like, damn, this bitch got some moves. And so I started taking belly dancing. I was taking hip-hop, tribal, Polynesian, everything. Um, I thought I was going to be a video girl. I wanted to be in music videos. But then I found out that you gotta like suck a lot of rappers' dicks to be in the music videos and I was like, oh, I'm not about that life. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, maybe I gotta change gears a little bit. So then I went and did like regular ass jobs. I didn't start stripping until like years, years later after I had done a lot of miserable retail mm. and then was like, I need to be shaking my ass again.
0: <laughs> it's been too long. It's been Fuck too long. your size large bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're out of stock. (laughs) When did you make the transition to stripping? You're in retail, you hate it. When did you get the first opportunity to dance at the first strip club?
1: So, I had a friend that was like my rave bestie. And we were just just messy, just out at parties all the time. And I ended up losing my job working for a hydroponic company. And was going to move to LA to just figure out something new. And my girlfriend who was a go-go, she had a friend who worked at Foreplay and she was like, We're going to audition. And I'm like, what? And she was like, get over yourself, you're gonna audition. Cause she knew I wanted to be a stripper. Hmm. Cause I talked about it all the time, but I always had like insecure ass boyfriends that mm-hmm. were not like giving me the space to do that. So finally like I was single lost my job whole life had fallen apart basically (laughs) yeah and my friend was just like bitch we're doing this so we went and auditioned and it was like the most fun I'd ever had in my whole life and that was in 2012 okay and I've been shaking ass ever since okay so you got
0: found by the guy that owns anal ring toss girls yeah to get into the adult film industry yeah that transition was happened to
1: yeah so that he was my friend for years before I even started doing adult and he's been in the porn industry for like 30 years or something and I knew he did anal ring toss and I was like oh that's fucking weird and then, what, <laughs> what is it oh you've never heard of it <laughs> no. okay so it's a game so the girls they get on all fours and then they put a butt plug in their butt with a stick coming out and it's like a neon stick and the guys throw hoops and so it's a bachelor party company yeah so it's like a bachelor party company the game chester invented it back in like 1999 (laughs) and then howard stern found out about it brought him on the stern show like nine times i was supposed to go on the stern show but the year i started he became all pg what yeah i didn't even know he went pg yeah it was right when he got on america's got talent and like so Mm. the whole thing switched so i was bummed because i was like like the he whole was reasoning. a little bit of inspo for me. I was like, I feel like I could be a female Howard Stern. Right. I could talk shit and right? be raunchy. Like, I mean, and we need the raunchiness. We need to bring it back because all the old school raunchy ass comedians, they're all mainstream and like PG now. You got into porn. Was that something that you wanted to do? Like, were you anticipating it after
0: stripping? Did you think like, hmm, maybe I can transition? Like, or was it just me <laughs> out of nowhere? Like, because you that? Yeah,
1: not really. It wasn't really in the plan. Um, It was more, I started doing the bachelor parties and I started stripping and then I was trying to figure out how I could solidify myself more in the industry because I wanted to be a feature. I didn't want to just be a house dancer. I wanted to get paid to walk in the door. So I was like, how do I get myself to that place? And I realized that all the girls, they were doing porn. So I was like, okay, if I can do that, then I'll bridge that gap between just being a regular dancer and now putting myself in the feature spectrum. Gotcha. So I still consider myself more of a dancer than a porn star because that's like my passion. The porn is more to support right? everything else. But I've grown a love for the porn also because I get to express all my fucking weirdness. Right, <laughs> so that was my film. next question because it's you have
0: these deep sexual fantasies that you wanted to bring out in porn. Yeah. Right? So that's crazy because... I had another porn star on here. She said, you know, she separates it. It's like a job for her. But so now my question is, are you? do you enjoy it? Because these are your fantasies that you're yeah. living So you're, you're actually enjoying having sex with these people. Yes. It's not a job. It's like, yeah, oh, no. I'm,
1: I'm getting wet. I'm coming, like for <laughs> yeah. Real? No, I love it. And it's crazy to me because I have been noticing that a lot when I've been talking to other sex workers, finding out that there's a lot of us that don't even really enjoy sex. Right. Like it's just a job. And for me, growing up i was very sexually charged in regular jobs really really sexually charged in regular relationships being very bisexual i kind of uh, squirt a lot and beginning relationships the guys were like what is going on so then i would feel insecure so not a lot of sex in like cars happening (laughs) You got the windshield wipers, though. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, and and also being bisexual and being in relationships with men, it's hard to really, like, partake in it without involving your boyfriend or it always having to be, like, a three-way type situation. And sometimes that can be messy and awkward. So I just wanted the freedom to do just, like, everything that I wanted and also never feel like a weirdo because if you're making a movie – it's supposed to be weird, right? So nobody's going to (laughs) like judge you for doing some creepy shit. So no, I absolutely love filming. I love all the weird shit that I get to do. And then even like with my collaborations, like I don't film with girls that I wouldn't date and have sex with in real life. Okay. Like if I'm not vibing with you and like, yeah, you're like my type, I'm not going to film with you. It's not worth it. Do you think that you can have the same relationship
0: that you do with a man as a woman? Like, what's the difference? Because I've never been, I don't think I've ever even been in love with a man, but I've never been like emotionally attracted to a woman where I'm like, you know what I mean? I could get in a relationship with you. So how does it work for you?
1: The relationships are very different. And then also finding how I am differently in those relationships. Because I've had to learn like with men, I really want like a man, an aggressor, a right. dominant you personality. Be yes. But then when I'm with a female, I tend to be the man. I like really feminine women. And I guess I like women that bring the masculinity out in me, but then when I'm with a dude, it's vice versa. So I'm still like figuring myself out in terms of like like, I know I love men. I know I love women. I know I'm physically attracted to a lot of things, but sometimes the physical attractions don't line up. The personality that goes along with it. It's hard to the find looks. the whole package.
0: That's the thing. Like, when yeah. you connect
1: with somebody on different levels, it's different than if you
0: just want to fuck them, right? Because yeah. if I'm fucking you, I want to have some type of emotional connection to you. Because my pussy's not going to get wet if I'm not fucking attracted. Exactly. Like, your looks only last me so long, but I'm like, cool. Do we have a mental the connection? Energy Can we talk? Yeah. How's now? your energy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah, that's like a whole problem. Like, I got my girlfriend here, my boyfriend here, you guys are both bitching, you're on your period, get away from me. Right? Right? (laughs) I
1: know, because people think, oh, you're bisexual, you have so much more options, you're like, no, I have more options of people to get fucking frustrated with.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, out of your 150 plus sex scenes you've done so far, what do you think is your favorite one? (laughs)
1: Oh my god, um, I think I would have to of course say the Daisy Lolly series That's like my alter ego. That's her name. Yeah, Daisy Daisy Lolly. Okay. She's like a little kawaii anime like um, Kind of out of her mind. I would say she's probably got a couple mental situations (laughs) happening Um, She's really bratty. She throws a lot of tantrums And she likes doing weird things with toys and inanimate (laughs) objects. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That was another question. What's
0: the weirdest thing you put inside you?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. I, um, probably a, probably a doll with a shaved head.
0: A doll with a shaved head? Yeah.
1: What kind of doll? Like a, it's like a Barbie? or A Bratz
0: doll, I think it was. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the head. I'm like, was it the baby dolls? Because yeah. <laughs> they
1: were me. I don't know. I put a lot of weird <laughs> things inside <of> me. <laughs> that would probably be the weirdest, I think. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what inspired you to get this famous octopus hat that we got going? Can you can you stand up so we can oh see goodness. it? Oh, goodness. Okay, I don't want to. Just <laughs> swang it. Just Swang it. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: There you go. Boom. I'm so (laughs) short. I'm I'm not even (laughs) in the camera at all. Um. So okay. So I was doing anal ring toss. I was pretty irrelevant in comparison to the bachelor parties. Um, I was trying to come up with like I don't know, like gimmick ideas to make anal ring toss more of a conversation topic. And we're like, oh, when the guys are playing, if I had a butthole tattoo, that'd be so crazy. And that was kind of like the level of my thinking. And then I was like, well, I've always wanted a, a giant octopus tattoo. Like I knew one when I did a big ass piece, that's what it was gonna be. So I'm like, that should be it and I'm obsessed with Ursula, and I've always like wanted to be her, and just like totally enamored by that whole energy. So I was like, this just makes all of the sense in the world, so (laughs) so this is what we're doing.
0: (laughs) I love the tat. You You got the ones on the front too, right? These two, are these your little?
1: These are my newest ones. My uh, my baby Yoda and my baby Baphomet. (laughs) Okay, and then we got the daddy issues right? The daddy tack, issues, right? yes. Okay,
0: so I have to ask you about this. So did you get it as a way to be like, fuck it, I have daddy issues like, and I know it? Or did you get it to overcome daddy issues? Like what happened?
1: It, okay, so it was kind of, <laughs> kind of two different things. So it was kind of meant to be ironic, right? Because people on the internet love to talk shit. So whenever I post anything sexual, the guys all come on and they're like, oh, daddy issues. And they think it's so fucking funny. So I was like, well, if I blast it on my stomach, <laughs> you're going to have to get a lot more creative with your insults. And what's hilarious is people don't really go to that as an insult anymore because you're going to be like, well, yeah, I fucking tatted it already. So, But also, that is such a go-to in the sex industry to kind of assume assume that oh because you have like you only do this because bad things happen to you or you had a messed up childhood there's things wrong with you mentally this was your only option and the thing is is I did have a lot of shitty things happen in my childhood my dad wasn't in the picture I wouldn't say that those are the reasons why I do what I do. But if psychologically there was a direct connection, I'm super fucking happy for it because the fact that my dad wasn't in the picture, I learned to take care of myself. And because I learned how to take care of Amen. myself, I have a fucking empire. My daddy issues fucking helped me. <laughs> Amen. So, Cheers to that. Yeah. Own that shit. Yes.
0: A hundred percent.
1: So do you think that you have like started
0: a healing process with yourself or do you, or-
1: 100%. I think that, as weird as it sounds, I think that doing sex work has been the most healing for me.
0: It's like a therapy.
1: Because you're taking your power back. Like right. You're taking complete power and ownership over your body
0: you own it and that's why i love it cuz i love to meet another woman that's empowering herself Yeah. because like when you ha- when you're a survivor or you have to take care of yourself you're just you're built differently you're yes. mentally built you can't teach things like that you yeah. can't teach hustle you can't 100%. teach you can't teach realness you can't teach grind so like you know i love you you're on- we're on the same page i
1: appreciate that it's so easy to use shit that's happened to you as an excuse to just give up not let things work out for you not to even try why right. is me why is me I just always
0: was like what else what's what else am i going to do Exactly like, I don't have an, i can't give up What am I, yeah. gonna, I can't what the fuck am i going to do I'm not
1: trying to be <laughs> on a street corner with a sign crying <laughs>
0: Okay, so you also competed in nudist beauty pageants. Yeah. I didn't even know they existed.
1: Yeah, they're so much fun. They <laughs> yeah. are, they're the greatest time What do
0: they judge you on? Like?
1: <laughs> um. So, okay, so the contest I was in, they had a lot of different categories. So they judged you on like, I don't know, there was like the bigger competition where you could grade like the whole thing. But then they had like tattoo competition, go-go. I think they had a pole competition, a bunch of different types of styles. So it's just strippers from all over the country that just come and it's like a whole weekend and it's a nudist colony. So there's people that like live there wow, and that are there all the time. <laughs> They're like, the event's coming. Yeah. So there's like the regulars. Get your sh-
0: razor ready. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And then there's the people that come like every year. That's their thing. And then all the strippers and everyone's just naked, just <laughs> hanging out, barbecuing, <laughs> having contests and games. Like That's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's crazy that you're that comfortable and that, you know what I mean? Like. It takes a different type of person to be like, okay, I'm comfortable, like, fuck it. Yeah. And we all comfortable
1: together. Yeah. And we just... It's so freeing. Right. It's so freeing because I was so terrified for so long and I was so insecure about my body. When I was younger and I had no fat, no cellulite, no stretch marks, not one thing to be insecure about, and I was a million times more insecure. And then once... I, like, forced myself, long before the sex industry, I was just like, time to be naked in nature. (laughs) And then once you feel like, oh, it's just a a body. Like, why am I so stressed out about a body? And then once you can get to that place, it's, like, it's just so freeing.
0: So when did you hit 1 million followers on Instagram? Do you remember when it happened? So long ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was about... Oh my god! It was like probably like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a really long time. But I remember the very the day that it happened. I remember the moment that it happened. I still have the video of my celebration. <laughs> my girlfriend that I was hanging out with pulled her tits out while we were driving, and <laughs> happy <laughs> mail around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was like the level of the celebration. Okay.
0: <laughs> when did you start DJing?
1: Um, I started DJing probably like. Four years ago is when I kind of started to play around with it. And then I was, like, really ready to go right when the pandemic hit. I was like, time to make my debut. the world's, like, (laughs) psych. Right. (laughs) So I've only had, like, a handful of gigs of me actually out DJing in public. I've been doing um, DJ sets, like, on my OnlyFans and stuff. Oh, nice. So I'm just... I'm like ready to get out there and just be playing for the world cuz like I love performing and I do it at the strip clubs but it's on such a smaller scale compared to what it could be DJing like in I mean in and that's venue. the thing you're like
0: all your businesses are gonna intertwine with each other you know what I mean so like you said the porn helps this you know exactly everything the, the, the supports Instagram each other. is gonna help that like just everything kind of works together and That's yeah. the best so you're mixed Jewish and black yeah yeah so my my mom's white my dad's black so is there anything um that like kind of hit you during the whole pandemic obviously black lives matter movement like have you been contributing to helping or you know with that cause or like what's going on
1: yeah so for me it's difficult because i'm on a public platform right so people have an expectation Mm -hmm. of how i'm supposed to handle situations like this, right? And then I have my direct experiences with the people that I live with and the people that I grow up with and the way that we have conversations, the way that we talk about and handle things and try to directly impact the community in our neighborhoods. And so it's hard because of course I am very, I'm very emotionally affected when anything negative Happens in the black community. I'm very emotionally affected. And I get emotionally affected because the situation itself is bullshit, but then beyond that, the way that I see it affecting the people around me. Right. And seeing people being hurt because it's things that haven't been fixed that they feel need to be fixed. And then also seeing how people on the other end of the spectrum that don't understand the issues respond very negatively and that gets me emotional and upset and being a white passing black female Mm -hmm. it puts me in a space where like i i have a responsibility to put people that look like me in check because you have that privilege so yeah my friends always
0: tell me like my girls that are dark-skinned, they're like, what are you doing with your white privilege, you know? Yeah. It's mixed white and Spanish. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing with it? You yeah. Know? So I'm, I've been learning so much more because I just didn't even realize this shit goes back, like, 400 years. Like, I didn't even realize how deep it went because yeah. we didn't get taught that shit in school. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's hidden from the history. Yeah. And all, you know what I mean? I'm around all these people and no black person in my life that I grew up with knew the history. Like, nobody knew it. I'm like, how the fuck is this shit so... Covered, yeah. Right, and then it, when it when everything wants to come out. That's why twenty twenty was great. I feel like everything came out how it needed
1: to. People got educated in a way that they needed. To they be needed that shit. Educated it <clears throat> because it's a lot of stuff that was coming out. That stuff that has been talked about in my family and like I, you know, I went to school in Berkeley. Like we've been talking about this shit since I was a kid. But you don't realize. I guess I didn't realize how ignorant the rest of the world was because. I've been known. So then when you see stuff like this come out and you see people's reactions, you're like, oh shit, the ignorance is on a level that I didn't even realize. Because even when you grow up on the coast, it's so much more mixed. So you don't deal with like the level of racism that they right. have. Right, like in Atlantic City, like
0: it's diverse. Like yeah. nobody, it's not like that. That's yeah. why I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like,
1: exactly. So you get very like almost sheltered because you're like, well, we everybody's cool with everybody over here. Right. So you're like, it's not that bad. But then even moving from there to Vegas and hearing the weird oh. out-of-pocket shit people would it's say so when I came key to It's so low-key racist here. Yeah. I've spent my whole life looking the way that I look, but being raised the way that I was raised. So people have always felt comfortable saying really out-of-pocket shit in front mm-hmm. of me. And then I go, hey, my dad's black. Like, oh, you're only half, so you shouldn't be offended. Well, even if I'm not any, it's crazy why do you feel what, comfortable It's crazy saying how people at look all. at
0: skin color. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because they feel that they can say that to you because pocket, that you look period. white to them. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So if you didn't educate yourself on black history during the whole thing, like if Black Lives Matter movement didn't strike you to go on Google or watch a fucking documentary, like, I'm sorry, you don't care about black people. Yeah. Which is what it is. Yeah.
1: No, there should be at least some level of concern i think just across the board for people in general like we should care about each other and like hey if i feel like you're shitty in a certain way let me figure out what the fuck you've been through to make you that way so we can come to like some place of understanding and that's like my biggest thing is just trying to get everybody to like operate from a place of love because i feel like we just were so programmed to just come at each other so angry so hateful without even like seeking to understand each other and that's not going to help anything if we try to like force ideals down each other's throat in a violent aggressive mean way People are just going to be defensive, and we're never going to get our points across to each other.
0: You did a couple of magazine spreads on like how to keep your relationship spicy, mm-hmm. things like that, sex advice. So what do you think overall your best long-term sex advice would be? Because... I personally am one of those people. I'm like, how do you fuck the same person for the rest of your life? Okay. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to, like, what are we going to do at one point? Like, what weird shit are we going to be doing? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think it's really just about being honest with yourself and having an open communication. Like, I think the main problem in relationships, period, whether it's sexual or not, is just people not being honest with themselves. So then you create a bullshit dynamic for your whole relationship. So if you're the type of person who needs to have sex with multiple people, be honest. You'll find someone who fits that. And then you'll be happily married for 40 years because you guys both love to fuck other people and allow each other to do that and then can come home and love each other. But if you are not into that and you wanna be totally monogamous but you like to watch your wife get fucked while you're in the closet, like, Cuck holding. Yeah, that, that's what it's called, <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people who have really weird fantasies, but they're happily married into their old, old age just because they're honest about their weirdness. So just be real. We're all fucking weird. It's okay.
0: So what's your ultimate fantasy?
1: Oh my goodness. I haven't been asked that question in a really long time. Oh my, um... I think, of course, there would be multiple females involved. Maybe a couple dudes. (laughs) We could could have, like, two dudes like, three females. Um, like, heights. Like, up really high, like, top of the waterfall, like, treehouse level heights to where it's, like, frightening, secluded, but, like, really intense, but nothing else around. So all you can focus on is the intensity of what's happening right then and then, like, the nature around you. Okay. Orgy in the wilderness, right. I guess you would say. <laughs> I and feel that, like that's so that, weird. That's going to be a new show. That's be Orgy <laughs> in the Wilderness. <laughs> Who cares about naked and afraid? I
0: love it. Yeah, I've been getting more into my grounding now. Mm-hmm. So I've been getting more into nature because that's what my, when I did like a Reiki session, have you ever done one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I she was like, it. you need to get it. more into your nature side. And yeah. I was like... You know, I always was, like, on the beach and shit, but I would never go to the woods or nothing. I'm like, eh. Yeah. And so now I'm, like, getting a little more grounded. And I take shrooms, like, my and Yeah. Like, they are, I've like, been
1: playing around with that lately, Fucking too. amazing. Yeah. No, it's super important, like, getting your first and second chakra grounded. And, like, when you have that connection to, like the rest of the planet in the universe it like the way it ups your sexual energy is so intense and I know it sounds weird to probably anybody who hasn't like connected spirituality and sexuality and like nature but once you get that magical fusion it's beautiful even mm. just having sex with yourself
0: just having sex with yourself on shrooms is amazing
1: <laughs> I don't think I've masturbated on shrooms the yet the first time I took them that's
0: the first thing I did I, I macerated
1: like, on acid and that was amazing.
0: I my one acid trip was fucked up. Like it wasn't <laughs> fucked up. It was great. I was like it was like I was hanging out watching diamonds in the sky like it was beautiful, but I feel like half my brain was taken. Like cuz I took two tabs first time and they hit me later. Yeah, I was still rolling the next morning. You took
1: two tabs your first
0: time? Yes, bitch. I I'm driving to Henderson <laughs> Who's to work. They're both rollers. They're like Well, I took one and then I didn't feel it, so I took another one like an hour and a half later. Of course. And then you know it's like fuck you, bitch. We gonna both hit you now. So I just felt like geeked out on it. I didn't like it. Shrooms, I feel like
1: more mellow. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, cool. It's a very different. And then like, well, I mean, because people microdose on acid too. Mm. I haven't done that because that's a lot riskier. Because I feel like if you fuck up your dose, right, (laughs) you're screwed. (laughs) You're screwed for the day. You're fucked. So. but yeah no definitely playing around with the microdosing but i have not masturbated on shrooms yet so i'm gonna have to have you fucked on shrooms no okay
0: yeah i'm definitely it's on the list
1: <laughs> let me know how that goes got you. <laughs> i'll let you be the guinea pig you report back to me
0: <laughs> i feel like they would have to be on shrooms too right
1: well that's where i would feel weird because like if i'm tripping and the other person's not i right. wonder like would i be tripping on the fact like oh am i being weird right now it's yeah, not gonna, and like be like, on the same level. Right, we're both feeling this. Like, like you're probably amazing... not even having <laughs> sex, actually. Like nothing's <laughs> actually even connecting, but you you think you are. You That's all just dry humping
0: each other. Right? <laughs> Do you have any upcoming events? I saw you post a bunch of stuff. Um, mm. You're doing, you're, so you're still traveling and dancing. Getting paid is what yeah. you wanted to do, right? So yes. you're living the dream. Yes. So yes. Where, where, where are you going? What cities?
1: Um, so I'm going to St. Louis, Missouri. I'm going to be there June 24th through 26th at the Hustler Club. And then I have uh, Tampa. That's Deja Vu in Tampa. Um, what was that? Fourth of July weekend. So July 2nd and 3rd. And then Nashville, which is the weekend after that. So July 9th and 10th at Deja Vu in Nashville. I get all the clubs, (laughs) they start blending together in my head. What's What's your favorite city? Tijuana.
0: (laughs) I still never been to Mexico. What? So close, yeah. You've
1: never been to Mexico? It, I uh I love Mexico. I just I was just there that's where I got tatted. Oh okay. I went to Mexico City to get tattooed and I just I don't know. I feel like it's my second home. I love Mexico so much. It's so fun. I wanna buy property there.
0: Out of all like life advice or mottos or anything, what do you live and buy on a daily basis?
1: <sighs> just find your passion, find what makes you happy, harness that energy, manifest and and just I don't know just own your shit just turn whatever you love into what you can live off of and i feel like that's the key to happiness amen
0: that's what i'm talking about
1: yeah make money
0: <laughs> off your passion exactly be a
1: boss bitch yeah she said it way more eloquently and not as stone sounding <laughs> as i did <laughs> we're both stoned it's okay Octo booty posse subscribe to faded truth on youtube Hit that motherfucking subscribe button. Hey. Did you have a good time? Yeah. No, that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. You caught me off guard a couple times. I wasn't ready for a couple of those. But that's what I do. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. That's a good interview. Thank you
0: so much for being here. I appreciate it. Um, We're going to see you in all cities. Yeah, Shaking the booty. Shaking the booty.
1: (laughs) And DJing in all the cities too. And DJing.
0: Until next time. Peace.
1: Later.